Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Wildly Aligned Marketing. Today I am talking with my dear friend, Cammie Wilkie, all about how to start an online coaching business by identifying your gifts, right? Those God-given gifts, the things that just naturally come to you, right? These things that we can often overlook and how you can take them so that you can identify your coaching niche and turn it into a thriving online business. So Cammie Wilkie is a faith-based high-ticket sales coach and host of the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. She's on a mission to help Christian moms learn how to start and grow a profitable online coaching business so they can quit their nine-to-five, make money online, and stay home with their kiddos. In this episode, we are talking about three questions to uncover your natural strengths and identify your coaching niche, why you don't need a degree or certification to be quote-unquote qualified to start an online coaching business, and common mistakes in marketing and sales that many new coaches make so that you can avoid them and focus on what actually matters and what will actually bring in sales and clients in your business. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blenkush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right, friend, grab your coffee and notebook and let's dive into today's episode. All right. Hey, Cammie, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, Natalie, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to be on your podcast and speak to your people. Yes, super fun. Um, Well, why don't you, before we jump into everything that you're going to share with us today, why don't you just share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Cammie Wilkie. I am from small town, Nebraska, Uh, and it is everything you think of when you think of Nebraska, we have lots of corn, lots of cows. Um, and so being an online coach in a space where there's not a whole lot of other coaches is really a unique path. Uh, and something that can really, truly only attribute to the Lord bringing me on this journey. And so I graduated from college in 2018 and I studied nutrition and dietetics, which I think is something that you and I had in common. We, we both studied. Yes. That's what my degree is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I graduated college with all the intents of going into corporate wellness and those doors just there were, I, I did all the, you know, quote unquote, right things, you know, may, did all the connections, all the networking, the applications, the resume, and there just wasn't a door opening for corporate wellness. And it kind of got to the point where my sweet husband was like, my love, I love you. Um, I am carrying almost the entire financial load here. So we just need to kind of get something going. And so I heard him and I I reluctantly took a job that it just wasn't lighting me up, but it was something that could pay the bills in the meantime. And I'm so grateful for that season because that was really when the Lord started ministering to my heart about entrepreneurship and started planting this seed that like, Hey, why don't you go create your dream job? And so in January, 2019, 
I did. And I had no clue what I was doing. Now I made, I made all the mistakes that I tell my clients not to make now. Um, it was the definition of duct taping my business together, but we all start somewhere. Like I'm here for messy action. And, um, I invested into mentorship in the summer and by the end of the summer, I was going full-time my coaching business. And again, at that point I was in fitness. I was, I was doing a lot of, um, teaching around nutrition, around exercise, and that was really lighting me up. Um, and then the pandemic hit and like everybody else in the world, my world was turned upside down. Um, and it was at that point where I noticed this huge wave of coaches coming into the online space. And I was getting into the conversation with some women and they were saying, you know, I'm here trying to find a way to make money because I just got laid off my job or I just got furloughed or I, I I'm scrambling to try and find some way to put food on the table. And it was in that time where I really felt the Lord call me to shift from teaching fitness and nutrition, which is great. Uh, but he called me to go to another direction and start teaching business. Specifically, I teach marketing and high ticket sales to other women who have coaching businesses who are wanting to get this thing off the ground, wanting to get some clients coming in, wanting to get some income and cash flow coming into their business so that they can pay their bills so that they can stay home with their kids. Yeah. I totally forgot that we had it in common about nutrition and dietetics. So that's super cool. And I had no idea that that was when you made that transition in your business from fitness to business coaching and sales coaching was during the pandemic. So that's really cool as well, just to hear kind of how that, that played out in your journey and just like the circumstances. Um, I relate to a lot of what you said with, um, you know, just like even thinking back to my, my journey. And when I had my nutrition degree and I did finish it, but it was just all of a sudden, I I like to say that it was like a switch turned off and it just, it was like, this is no longer the right direction to go. And, um, you know, and I, I know what we're talking about here is like really taking your gifts and, um, turning that into a coaching business. And that's something that, um, you know, I, I think is just like within the context of this conversation is really helpful to hear. Like sometimes you go in one direction and like something's really lighting you up and then it shifts. Or like you said, or with, with your journey, the circumstances shifted and it was like, oh, like I've been coaching around this, but actually now this is really lighting me up and I'm going to go do this thing over here. And so just knowing that like you're not doing anything wrong if things change or your interests change and also not, not holding on to, um, that thing that used to be working or that you had been doing because you feel like you're now married to it, you know? Um, and I don't know if like you've ever experienced resistance around that, but I feel like often when I'm shifting in my business, like I, I kind of have to like loosen my white knuckle grip and be like, okay, fine. I'll let go of this thing that used to be working, but I know the longer I hold on to it, like the more it's not going to work. Right. Absolutely. And, and to add on to that, I think also trusting that it's not wasted, like nothing's wasted. Um, and the Lord really can use everything for his glory and for our good, if we allow him to. And so, and I think back to my time as a fitness coach, um, no, I wasn't a fitness coach forever, but that was my first experience selling 
at all. And so even though I wasn't teaching other people at the time how to do it, I was like, I was in it and I was a new coach and I was making all the, all the mistakes again, that I tell my, my clients not to do. Um, and that has served me in this season um, because I can under, I can understand firsthand what, what my clients going through hearing these, these new techniques for a first time. And it's like riding a bike. Like you're like, you're probably going to fall off the first time you ride it, like without training wheels. Um, so all of this is, has helped me, I believe, become a better business coach now, even if that's not what I started off in. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up, that, that piece about nothing is wasted because I agree. Like, and, and that has been very true for me as well the first year or two, like the first few, few years, but especially year number one in my business, I refer back to my struggles and just how I felt, um, in year number one, when I was just trying to, you know, find my place online and find my niche and figure these things out, um, as I'm supporting my clients. And so it just, it really is like, sometimes we go through things and we feel like, man, like, why did I even, you know, go through that stuff, but just to be able to really embrace the fact that nothing is wasted, you can then look back in hindsight with a totally different perspective and realize like, and and see the good from it. Right. Um, so I love, I love that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Um, so we are talking today all about, again, like using your gifts, turning that into a coaching business and, um, all that, you know, all that, that entails. Um, so where can women get started, right? Like if they're in that place of, I really want to have a business. And I remember when I was, when I was wanting to get started, I was just kind of like aimlessly looking at business groups and resources and trying to figure out where to get started. So, um, what, what advice would you give women? Yeah. Well, the first thing that I would say is that there is a million ways to build an online business. I mean, there, there is selling physical products, maybe that you make, maybe you have like an Etsy account, maybe you get into network marketing, maybe you get into coaching. There's, there's so many ways, which is a beautiful thing. Like there's so many opportunities here in the online space. Um, my area of expertise is coaching. So that's really what I'm going to be referring back to a lot today. Um, but recognize that there's so many opportunities. And so the first thing that I would suggest to women, um, is, pray on it and go out and explore and trust that the Lord's going to tug on your heart. When you come across the thing that he wants you to pursue, there's something that's going to be different about something's going to light you up. And all of a sudden you're going to have this like downpour of ideas or, or divine downloads as a lot of people will call them of ideas and opportunities and just brainstorming. And that right in there in and of itself is a sign, if you will, that you've stumbled upon something that you're supposed to pursue is you have these, this like unlimited, uh, ideas or creativity in that particular area. So that would be my first piece of advice is recognize that there's so many different ways that you can make money online, make money from home. Um, and don't limit yourself until you find that thing that really lights you up and you will know when you find it. Um, and if that thing is coaching, then I think this particular episode is really going to resonate with you. I mean, it'll resonate regardless, but this particular episode is really kind of geared towards that woman that feels that their tug on their heart to coach. And so from there, we're talking about coaching really comes from your gifts. What gifts do you have instilled inside of you that you could share with another person? And so 
if that's you today, the first thing I want to remind you of is a verse that I continually go back to. It's first Peter four ten. God has given each of you a gift. And so I think that is like a really great place to start is recognizing that you have a gift. Sometimes people, I think, walk around thinking, I, I'm just not good at anything, or there's nothing that I'm just, I just really excel at. And that's just not true. I mean, God has given each of us a gift. And he says in the, um, in that verse to use them well, to serve one another, which I don't know about you, but it just feels like divine, like a, like a divine permission slip to like, Hey, go use the thing that you're really good at, go serve people. And you can earn an honest income through that. So that's really the, the place that I have people start. Yeah. I, I love the verse that you shared because I, I know that I experienced a lot of resistance around like making money online and especially so in the Christian circle where, um, you know, I've supported a lot of coaches who are really leaning into like the spiritual side of things in terms of like Christian life coaching. Right. And so there's that spiritual, spiritual mentorship aspect and just even hearing them process through resistance around like charging money for that. Um, and just bringing it back to the fact that like, we have been given these gifts and we have been given them for the purpose of serving other people. Um, and you know, that is a beautiful thing in itself. And I also love that you just touched on the fact that there are so many types of businesses out there to begin with. And, you know, just to kind of add on to what you, what you said about that, you know, it's, it's essentially what I'm hearing you say is like, there's lots of business types out there, even just within the context of coaching, there's lots of types of coaching out there and it's less so about finding the right thing and more so about finding the right thing for you. And I know that that was a huge mindset shift that I had to have, um, in my business. And this is applied to many aspects of my business is like, it's less so about going out there and outsourcing the decision and looking for someone to tell you, like, this is the way that you need to do it. This is the right thing for you. And, um, you know, coming back to like, all of this is between you and God. Like, what do you feel like is the thing that is right for you? And that is in line with what he's put on your heart. Um, and so I, I, I really love that you, you touched on that because it's like coaching is not, um, the, the solution for everyone. And also just because there are so many avenues of coaching out there does not mean that you have to, you know, go in one direction or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, to, we have for sure three points that I promise we'll get to them. Um, (laughs) but to like one last thing to kind of, to wrap what you said up, um, going back to what you said, where, you know, sometimes people can, or women can, can feel just like some resistance with charging specifically women in the Christian space. I mean, let's just call it what it is. There Mm -hmm. is a huge poverty. I mean, you talk about prosperity gospel. There is a huge poverty gospel um, happening, um, in the church, and people feeling like it is icky, it is evil, it is bad to charge uh, for your services or to accumulate wealth through that. And so to that woman who I've struggled with that as well, um, I would remind you of Deuteronomy 8.18 that says, remember the Lord, your God, for he is the, the one who gives you the power to produce wealth. And, you know, I think that oftentimes Christian women, you know, like, we always say, oh, God is always going to provide for everything I need. 
That is 100% true. But I think sometimes Christian women, um, and I'm just speaking to saying Christian women, Christian men can do this too. But um, sometimes I think that we have this like idea in our head, like, like the way that God's going to provide is like, just all of a sudden there's going to be like an email that says $20,000 is now in your bank account. Like there, there it is for whatever need you had in your life. And yes, there are some really miraculous things that I have heard about of people like making uh, donations to a cause like that. But what if the reason why you have this inkling in your heart to start a business is because that's the vehicle in which the Lord is trying to give you provision. You know, Mm -hmm. when I think back to my journey, I started my business in January of 2019. We were living in in the teeniest of tiniest little apartments, um, living paycheck to paycheck. We had no idea pandemic was around the corner. We had no idea um, that the housing market was going to go crazy and we were going to try and get a house in that season. And we had no idea that my husband and I were about to incur thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars of, um, resources needed to grow our family. We uh, experienced infertility. We're now pursuing adoption. And that was going to cost us tens of thousands of dollars. We had, I had no idea at that point, but the Lord in his goodness and in his grace planted the desire in my heart to have a business because that was one of the vehicles he was going to use in order to give us provision for the season that was coming ahead. And so if you have that desire on your heart, realize that God is giving you permission to generate wealth. Like it says that over and over and over in the Bible and to use your gifts in order to do that. And then to go do good things with that money. So we went off on a little tangent there, but I just, I just felt led to like, say that because I, I, I hear you so many women wrestle with like charging and like, is that good? Is that okay? Specifically women who have like a faith background. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that faith aspect as well of like, kind of like passively sitting back and being like, God, why are you not giving me clients? Why are you not providing? You know, it's like, well, what are you doing? Like, how are you going out there and, and taking responsibility? And there's, you know, the whole, that whole saying of trust the process, like you have to work the process in order to be able to trust the process. And the Mm -hmm. the process involves you doing stuff and it's faith and action together. Um, you can't just have one or the other. Right. Um, and it's the, the story that I've heard somewhere. I don't know. I feel like it's a, a fairly common story is like, you know, a guy, drowning in the ocean, like praying for God to save him. And like, he sends a raft in the boat and a plane and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he drowns and gets to heaven and is like, God, why didn't you save me? And he's like, I sent all this stuff for you. Like, right. why didn't you, why didn't exactly. you take any of it? Like God provides through open doors and opportunities. It's not necessarily, a, a you know, the actual money falling in your lap or the client falling in your lap. Sometimes it's the idea, right? Like right. the inspiration of, Hey, maybe I could start a coaching business around this and mm-hmm. Hey, maybe I should host this workshop and I should reach out to this person. Like, and those, you know, to, in order to receive the monetary blessing on the other side of that, you have to actually take action and step towards yes. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's not yeah. blame God for our lack of action. Right. 100%. So yes. Good. Yes. So good. Okay. So let's get into the three tips. Um, what do you have for us? What's number one? Right. So These are tips that 
you know, if you're starting to think about, oh, maybe, maybe I could do this coaching thing. Oh, but what would I, what would I coach on? What would be my niche, if you will, if we, if we want to get into our technical terms of the coaching space. So I have essentially three questions that you can ask yourself, ponder on and brainstorm on to help you start to understand where is the Lord calling you to use your gifts in order to coach another person. So the first question is, what are you super good at? Like what comes really natural to you? Um, is it budgeting? How, do numbers just make sense in your head in a way that just isn't the way for other people? Is it nutrition? Is it is it fitness? Is it business and sales? What has God given you like divine understanding of or divine gifting of that you just are super good at this one thing? Um, or maybe there's three things. Maybe you can use them all together, but that's the first question And, you know, you may find that these questions are like overly simple and that's the point. Like, we're not trying to make this process complicated. Um, the thing that you're called to coach in is probably not going to be something that's like really hidden. It it may just be staring at you in the face. We're just not recognizing it yet. So first question again, what are you super good at? What comes naturally to you? Yeah, I, I agree that so often it's like we overthink it and we think about, you know, like I think back to working with my clients and supporting them in their messaging. And one thing that I often ask them is like, okay, what is the problem? Like the number one problem that you're solving and they are like off looking at, well, I don't know, maybe it's, I'm like, it's staring you in the face. It's really obvious. I promise. (laughs) And so I, I, I love that because it's, it's thinking about, yeah, like you might be kind of racking your brain for, I don't know, what am I good at, but it's like, okay, bring it back to keeping it really simple or even asking like, you know, your, your spouse or, um, a family member, close friends, like, what do you guys see that I'm really good at? And if any, if anyone can relate to having parents that like, um, gave you insight into what you were going to do for an actual living and you brushed it off, then raise your hand because me and my husband, both like my husband is a machinist. And he said, both of his parents at different times told him he should try machining. He might really like it. And he was like, nah, (laughs) did a bunch of other stuff before he got to machining. And I, um, got my first degree in dance, injured myself, switched to new uh, psychology and then nutrition, um, and ultimately ended up starting my business in graphic design. And both of my parents were like, don't you remember? Like they told me at separate times, you should try graphic design. You might really like it. We could see you being good at it. And I was like, no, I'm not really interested in that. So (laughs) it's just, it's, it's funny because sometimes other people can see the things that are so obvious that we're just like missing ourselves. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, um, it goes back to, like, I, I even think about like in scripture, I was reading today about like, you know, seeking wise counsel. And sometimes that looks like a coach. Sometimes that looks like investing in mentorship. And sometimes that looks like just being open to the words that we're hearing from our parents. And I'm right there with you. I was, I was resistant to a lot of things. Um, yeah. my parents had. so the Lord likes to humble us in that way, but, um, I hear you like other people can see our gifts oftentimes before we can. And it's like, looking at something from a bird's eye view. And, and that's also what I would, what kind of leads me to number two, like the second question that we can ask ourselves after we ask, you know, Hey, what am I super good at? What comes naturally to me? The next question is, what do you see other people struggling with 
that inside of your own head, you're like, man, if they would just change this, that, and the other, like, like that problem would be solved for them. Or what do people constantly ask you for help with? Like when I go back to, I started my business in fitness and nutrition, people were asking me for years prior, Hey, can you, can you make a workout program for me? Can you help me with this? When my, when my husband and I started dating, he, um, had this, this overwhelming desire one day that he was going to go lift weights. And the man went from 205 to 265, like 60 pounds. And I, I was his trainer almost that entire time period. And it was, it was, I had I didn't know that that was going to be something that the Lord was going to lead me into. That was going to be one of the things that God was going to help me, uh, to start my business that Lucas would kind of be like one of my first clients, if you will. So, you know, what do you see other people struggling with that in your head? You're like, man, if I, if I could just sit down and have a conversation with them, this problem would be solved. What are people constantly asking you for help with? Yeah. Yeah. That's another really great question. And again, something that I think is very easy for us to overlook because when we talk about the things that come naturally to us, we assume that it comes naturally to other people. Mm -hmm. Like it's so easy for us to diminish. Oh, well, that's easy. And it's like, well, no, it's easy for you because you're really good at it, which indicates like, Hey, pay attention to this thing because it does not come naturally to other people. So yeah, I love that question. Yeah. And, um, you know, as a coach, even when I pivoted from fitness to business, one of the reasons why I did that is because people started asking me for help with their business or just, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing what you're doing. You know, do you have any tips for me? If people ask you to like pick your brain on a topic, like that's a hint, a huge hint from the Lord that maybe this is an area that you could lead in. And like you said, I love what you said, where, you know, you were like, you know, we sometimes diminish our gifts because we think that they must be easy for other people. And that oftentimes makes us feel unqualified. But in the reality is we don't have to be a hundred steps ahead of our clients. We just need to be about three or four steps ahead. You can continue to refine your craft as you are leading other people down the line. I know that's something that You know, somebody may say, well, I I don't have a degree in nutrition. You don't need a degree in nutrition. I know so many phenomenal coaches that didn't study nutrition in college and yet they are killing it in their business and their clients are killing it. So, you know, it's that, that it may feel cheesy, but it's so true. God doesn't, um, call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So he will equip you for what he's calling you to do. Yes, absolutely. I have, I have a question, but I'm going to save it. Let's go through number three and then I'll circle back. Okay. Get off on a tangent. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, the last question is what areas of your life have you had a transformation in? Um, was there any struggle that you went through that led to you coming out the other side and reflecting back and thinking, man, like that was a really challenging season. That was maybe a storm in my life, but I made it out the other side. And you can even kind of start looking back and think, well, how did I do that? What are the steps that I took? And those are kind of starting to get your wheels turning of what was your process that you could maybe then refine tweak, you know, because you probably went down some bunny trails. How could you refine the process that you went through, tweak it, and then teach it to somebody else so that they could experience that same transformation in less time and with less road bumps. So again, that last question was what areas of your life have you had a transformation in that you could potentially reflect on and teach that process to somebody else? 
Yeah. And that's, that's huge as well, right? Like so many um, of us in coaching, you know, regardless of what you're coaching around, often there is that element of like, I went through this as well. And now I get to be that person for the clients that I'm serving that I wish I had when I was struggling with this myself, uh, which is just so cool, right? Like thinking about how um, a really frustrating or tough time in our life can be used for good because now we get to help people, um, with it. And it brings up the saying of your mess is your message, right? Like thinking about that mess that you went through. Well, like that is a message that you have to bring to other people. Um, so my question for you, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Cause you touched on the nutrition piece of like, you don't have to have a nutrition degree to, in order to help people eat better. Right. If that's, if that's something that people are really passionate about, what is your thought on like the qualification piece and specifically thinking about like certifications? Cause I know that's a big conversation with the coaching industry. I know that everyone has opinions. I have my own opinion, but I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Right. Well, my first thought is you can be a phenomenal coach without any degrees or certificates under your belt. With that being said, let's also recognize that there are sometimes laws in place. For example, um, it is illegal, at least in the state of that I'm in, for somebody to give a formal exercise program without having a um, workout certificate. And so let's, you know, make ourselves aware so that we're not breaking any laws. Um, however, you know, so do that research, do your due diligence, but realize that, Hey, am I looking to get the certificate because um, I'm trying to cover up maybe some insecurity that I'm feeling, or am I getting the certificate because genuinely it's the law and I need to be law abiding in my business because nine times out of 10, you probably don't actually need the certificate. You probably don't need to go get certified in life coaching in order to become a life coach. You probably don't need to become certified in um, nutrition in order to help somebody um, make some wiser decisions. Now, if you're dealing with like a really specific illness, then you probably need like you know, a registered dietitian. I don't know about you, but we always talked about that. You know, what do you, what do you need a registered dietitian for? And what can you seek out somebody who is a nutrition coach in, but, um, be really weary of trying to cover up insecurity with a whole bunch of certificates. Yeah. Ooh, you hit the nail on, on the head there. And that's, that's exactly, I, I mean, like to a T my thoughts on that, because I, I see a lot of women, um, joining certifications and even going through like multiple, like life coaching certification programs or, um, health, health coaching certification programs, whatever their area is, it's like, you've already been certified. Why are you going through multiple certification programs? And of course, I think it's great to refine your skills and learn new skill sets, but I, I'm always wary. Like that's kind of a yellow flag that pops up for me of like, Oh, this might be something that we need to dig into a little bit here because I, I do think that often it is like masking insecurities with, I need to, you know, I, I will be more comfortable charging. I will be more confident if I'm certified. And now I'm not like knocking certifications either, because I know there is a legitimate, like, um, you know, if you are, find yourself in a, in a true place of like, if I just had a clear walkthrough of like, 
how do I even host a coaching session? And like, what does it mean to be a coach? And you're just really wanting to know about that. And, and you know, that there's still going to be struggles on the other side of it, right? Like you're still going to have skills that you need to refine and you're still going to feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, then go, you know, go for it. If that is something that you really, um, feel the nudge to do, but, you know, I, I'm always curious to hear people's, um, thoughts on that question, because it is something that, you know, for the most part, like there are, you give examples of areas where like there's legal requirements. Yeah. You don't want (laughs) to, you don't want to miss out on that. Um, but life coaches is, is an area that I see, see this very frequently. And now even as I say this, one of my good friends has an excellent like Christian life coaching certification program. And I see coaches like women come out the other side, um, you know, tremendously blessed and equipped. Um, and so it's just, you know, I, I think it's important to exercise discernment with that and really like looking at your motives is kind of what it comes down to, right? Like, why am I interested in this? Is it truly a desire to, um, improve my skill set, or do I feel like, well, once I get this certification, then I can charge for it. Then I'll feel, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so I think that's, that's, you know, when you talked about like, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualified the called, um, just thinking back to like your own life experience, there is so much goodness there, right? Nothing is wasted. Like we talked about earlier. Um, and that's something that, um, holds a lot of weight. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and like you said, like there's a time and a season to invest in your skills for sure. Um, your gifts are worth investing in your clients are worth investing in, but I love what you said of just be aware of like, are, why, what's your motive behind doing that? Is it to truly refine your craft and show up stronger and sharper? Or are you searching for some, some sort of certificate to tell you that you're qualified for something that God called you to do six months ago? So right. yeah, it, it's kind of a little, some tough love conversations that we have to have for ourselves. Um, but yeah, I think that that's, I, I truly believe that every, anybody could become a coach. Everybody has something that they can bring to the table that they have walked through a stormy season, come out the other side, and then they can help somebody else come back through. Um, sometimes, like you said, like legal requirements, sometimes that requires a certification. Most of the time it doesn't. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and, you know, something that I have noticed as well, kind of a pattern is that it seems like a lot of the, that mentality around, um, even just the misconception of thinking maybe that you have to be certified, like it's a requirement, um, just to call yourself a coach period. Um, I think a lot of that line of thinking just comes from people kind of in the educational world, right? Like there's just this, and that's, that, that could be a whole other episode, but just how so many people grow up and it's like, you just kind of get pushed into going into college and getting a four-year degree. And it's like, for what? Like, if you don't know what you're going to do with that degree, why would you go have a hundred grand in loans for, you know, a a liberal arts degree or whatever, you know, something silly that it's like, okay, you, you checked that box, but for what, you know? And I think a lot of that certification thinking comes from a very similar mentality. Right. Oh, you and I, you're right. We could, you, 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 I can already tell you and I are on the same path. We're on the same wavelength on that one, but yeah, absolutely. You know, we, 
we live in a society that very much values education, which is good, but we can do that to a fault. Right. 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 And there's so many ways to educate yourself and grow and learn. Like it doesn't have to be, um, in the more traditional settings, you know, that Mm -hmm. a lot of us has just kind of grown up with assuming that that's what it looks like. Um, so thinking about coaching, right? Like new coaches just getting started. Are there any, um, maybe mistakes that come to mind that you think of, like, I know you said with your first business, right. And like being in the fitness, um, industry coaching over there that you made a lot of the mistakes that now you help your clients not make those mistakes. Are there any top mistakes that maybe come to mind that you, um, could speak on to just help women when they're in that place of like just getting started and figuring out what they're going to do, um, so that maybe they can avoid some of those. Yeah, absolutely. Well, some of the more like modern mistakes, I would say, um, and I say modern because I've almost, I've always sold on Instagram. Instagram is my number one platform. I do have a podcast, but like 99% of my sales have always come through Instagram and Instagram has changed over the years. Um, so I'll kind of speak to a couple, a couple funny things through there. Um, the first one would be, I do see, a, um, a lot of emphasis on going viral on fame, on, posting to get the views and like, um, and don't get me wrong. Like we need content for sure. We need content, but content doesn't have as direct of a impact on our bank account as saying conversations, having actual conversations with another human that needs your services. Now that will impact your bank account heavy. Like, you know, somebody may say, well, I got like 30,000 views on my reel. Great. How much money is in your bank account? Like, tell me that because the views is great going viral, super cool. But like, how do we translate that into having a profitable business? Because that's why you're here in the first place is to have a profitable business. And so the number one thing that I always talk to my clients about is let's never underestimate the power of having a conversation. And that's really where I, I tell my clients to always start, whether that's having a conversation for the purpose of gaining clarity around our message, because man, if somebody is like, you know, I I think I maybe want to be doing nutrition coaching, but I'm not quite sure. Like, you know, that's a really big topic. My first thing to you would say, Hey, go talk to 10 people. Um, and ask them about their experience with nutrition. What are the things that they're struggling with? What do they need help with? Start to see, do you see any patterns coming up? Is there anything that's starting to click for you to say, oh man, I could really help with that. So I think the power of conversations, not only for clarity in our message, but also converting people into paying clients is incredibly, um, incredibly important. So that's, that would be one thing that I would, I would say, well, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. What do you think about content versus, you know, Yeah. All that. Yeah. Well, I, I love what you said because it's, it, you know, when I look at kind of my core values just in life to life and business is that more isn't always better. And, Mm -hmm. and oftentimes most of the time with marketing less is more. And so many people have that opposite mentality of like, I need to grow a big audience and, um, you know, I have to have this massive following or like the, the posts going viral. Um, and I, I actually, I was telling my friend earlier today, I, I got on another podcast interview and I was like, I just wasted 30 minutes trying to mess with a reel and messed up and I'm done. Right. So like, you right. know, sometimes at the end of the day, it's like these activities aren't even 
the most impactful thing. And really we could be doing this thing over here and it would be so much more impactful. And so, um, I think content is important. And I know you share this, this belief as well, where it's like, it is important to have content that's valuable, that leads people to you that when they, when they stumble across your, your Instagram or Facebook group or podcast Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're doing that, they see you as an expert and they can binge on your stuff, right? Like your stuff is bingeable and they're like, oh my gosh, this girl gets me. And then they send you a message and, you know, or even just engage with you. Um, and so like content is really impactful, mm-hmm. but like you said, you, you have to have the balance. Like there has to be the, the balance of content with also conversations. And that's, that's the goal of your content. And I think that's, that's something that, um, I see a lot of women missing that is like, if you are just, um, putting information out there, if you are just posting general inspiration with no real plan or goal, like you're not planning out, what are you going to talk about? You're just kind of, what do I feel like talking about today? And there's no, um, deeper intent. It's, it's hard to really get traction with that. Um, and so I think that's kind of, what you're touching on as well there is like the the goal like if you're if your content isn't leading to conversations well now you're just i don't know what you're doing but you posting know posting like and hoping right posting yeah. and hoping is not a great strategy yeah yeah well i call it the post and hope like like they're posting and they're just hoping that someone's just going to slide into their dms and i'm right. not saying it'll never happen but right. i'm saying there's a much more um active approach that we could take for right. Sure right. It. Yeah. And it's, it is really cool when you have those encounters of mm-hmm. someone out of the blue, reaching out, booking a call with you or being like, hi, you know, how can I work with you? Um, and so I, I tell clients that all the time, I'm like, you know, it's going to happen to you and it's going to be really cool. Cause those moments are really cool, but also, yeah, like you don't need to sit back. And we talked before about, um, you know, just kind of passively waiting and being like, okay, God, like I'm ready for the clients. It's like, okay, well, what are you doing, um, to connect with those people? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because it's, you know, just starting the conversations, keeping it really simple, um, is something that, you know, when you look at what has stood the test of time, it's the relationships piece. Like you have to actually talk to people. Um, do you have, do you have anything that you would want to say to the woman listening to that and being like, Oh, but that's the thing that I'm like, the most scared to do, right. Is actually talk to people. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, there's two things that immediately come to my head. The first one, um, because I'm, I'm big on a DM strategy. Uh, we don't have time to like go into all the ins and outs of a DM strategy, but essentially, you know, if you're marketing on Instagram, maybe you're on Facebook, maybe you're on a podcast, but, um, a DM strategy, all that means is having a strategy to communicate with people that need your services. That's all that means. And the number one resistance that I get from people on that is what do I say? And what I like to remind them of is you've been likely having conversations since you were two or three years old, you know how to talk to people. And when you go out into the world and you bump into a friend at the coffee shop, you don't have five minutes to sit and overthink about what your response is going to be when they say something to you. So trust that you know how to talk to people. That's my first, my first tip. Let's not overthink a conversation. Um, just because we have 
uh, we have the opportunity to overthink it because we don't have to respond to a DM right away. Like if the, you and I are talking right now, we don't have 15 seconds in between each response to, to overthink this. Um, so that's the first thing. Don't anything, overthink the conversation. You know how to talk. You've been talking since you were a toddler. The, the second thing is what's the worst possible thing that could happen? Like literally asking ourselves that. I was asking myself that just and just a couple minutes before you and I popped on, I was overthinking a conversation and I thought to myself, what's the worst possible thing that can happen? Okay. They, they leave me on read or they say, no, I'm not interested. And if any one of those two things happens, well, then what happens? I go on, I move on. I, I enjoy the rest of my day. Husband still comes home. We're still going to hang out tonight. Like tomorrow, the sun's still going to rise. Um, what can man do to me when God is for me? is something that I like to remind myself of. So um, realize that you are a normal human if, if you get a little anxiety about that, but girlfriend, you know how to, how to have conversations and what's the worst thing that's gonna happen to you? They say no, or they just don't respond. And that's okay. You're not in business to make a hundred best friends. You're in business to serve people and to earn an honest income. Yes. Oh, so good. So good. Thank you for those, those two, um, reminders and things to hold on to. And I, you know, I, I love that you shared too, that like you even were asking yourself that question earlier today, right? Like just the reminder of like, these are things that we still face, right? Like five years into business, I share all the time. Um, you know, like I talk about overcoming this and that, and I'm like, but I still go through this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just right. the human side of us. So, so good. And I definitely, you touched on the DM strategy piece and I know you've got podcast episodes about that. So I definitely, if, if anyone's listening and wants to, um, learn more about that DM strategy, definitely check out Cammie's podcast. Um, she's got some really great episodes on that, just kind of outlining it and getting into more of the nitty gritty. So with that being said, Cammie, where can women connect with you online if they want to get into your world? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the two places I hang out is my podcast, which is called the Bibles, Babies and Business Podcast. Um, I have episodes coming out on Mondays and Thursdays, and that's one place you can come hang out with me and listen to if you want me in your earbuds. That's where you go and hang out with me. If you want to interact with me, have a conversation, you can also hang out with me on Instagram. And my handle is at cami.wilkie, C-A-M-I-E dot W-I-L-K-E. And I'm on Instagram Monday through Friday. I love to do little mini trainings. I like to do client case studies, break down, you know, how I work with people. Um, and I just love having conversations. So yeah, those are two places to hang out with me. Yeah. Awesome. And I will put all those links in the show notes so that you guys can click on over and get connected with Cami. Um, thank you so much again for your time and, and all of the goodness that you shared. And I need to put a disclaimer in here that women need to have notes ready because there was a lot of good stuff in this episode. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Natalie. It's been so fun to chat with you. Yep. Thanks so much for listening today. If you love this podcast episode, there's two things I want to invite you to do right now. Number one, head on over to Instagram and send me a DM at natalie.blankush. I would love to hear any questions that came up and takeaways that you had from this episode. And number two, if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review. It means the world to me because I love hearing what you're learning and how the show has impacted you, but it also creates an even bigger ripple effect by helping other women discover for this podcast. All right, that's it for today. I will talk to you on the next episode.